Well, welcome back to episode two of Vows and Visuals. Here I got Will with me again. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> so let's uh, dive a little bit into, let's talk about like your wedding over this weekend. How was it? How did it go? For sure. Um, so we actually had two weddings. Um, they were bo- both in northern Montana. So um, we went to Haver first on Saturday um, and it was a really fun wedding. It was kind of weird though, because like usually weddings are like 30 minutes to an hour behind. And we ended up like leaving two hours early just because like we were already done with everything. That's crazy. So, yeah, we worked from like two to eight and like got all the content that we needed, um, which I think is kind of a cool thing that we'll go into in the future is like shooting for the edit and like knowing when you have what you need. Um, and then the next day we uh, drove all the way across northern Montana where it's flat and it's super boring and went to Glacier National Park and shot an elopement. And that was so cool. Definitely awesome. a uh, learning experience though because it was super windy, um, rainy. Definitely had to like work in kind of a short timeline. Um, so yeah, how about your weekend? That's awesome. No, it was great. I also had two weddings this weekend. Uh, one was down in Red Lodge at Foxfields, which was just awesome. It's a brand new, like they built a brand new like barn and everything there, which is super super cool. Nice. Um, the party for that wedding was just wild, which was crazy. <laughs> I mean, by it the makes end a of the world night, of it difference, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it was it was crazy. Like by the end of the night, I mean, I don't know if anybody could even stand. It was it was ridiculous, but. <laughs> And my second wedding, it was uh, d- out down in Whitehall, and it was just another super fun wedding. Um, we had to deal with like a little bit of adversity during the day um, just because it was just pouring. I mean, we had the ceremony was supposed to be outside. It was a beautiful day, which is like beautiful overcast, and then it just started downpouring for about a good hour and a half, two hours to so move the entire ceremony inside, which isn't always ideal, but... Yeah, it's the- crazy like how like rain like really... like It's such a vibe, but it's so hard to shoot in, especially with like... The cameras that we use and them not being water sealed and stuff. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I it was hilarious. Like I had jackets that go on all the cameras for all my B cams and stuff. And you should have seen with like my gimbal it was just <laughs> just wrapped in like plastic bags and gaff taped all the way around. Nice. And then we moved it inside, so I have to tear it all back down. It was yeah. it was pretty funny, but it was a great wedding over the day. So Sweet. awesome. Let's jump into the episode and get to the intro. wedding this weekend a little bit in more detail because i know you had a same-sex couple for the first time and how did that work for sure no it was an awesome opportunity you know um we've never done it before like you said and it was definitely a learning experience you know posing's different than what we had had expected so um definitely a learning experience but like such a cool opportunity um the coolest people ever and uh just had such a good good time so um you know, we learned a lot. I think we got a really good video. Um, we also did photos for it, too. Um, super jacked with how it all turned out and, like, how much we learned from it. So That's awesome. So what part of Glacier were you in, and how was that? I know you've only shot there how many times before? Uh, twice. Twice. How was that dealing with, like, that, and, like, you said, with all the wind and stuff? Um, it was day? cool. So, like, the last time we were up there was on West Glacier, um, which usually isn't that windy. Um, but coming from, like, the high line of Montana where it's super flat and windy, like, all the time, into like the east glacier side it's so crazy because it's like extremely flat for like two three hundred miles and then the most beautiful mountains you've ever seen um so you know there's just like a lot of adversity that you have to work with you know with like the east side being so windy and it started raining and you know all of that but long story short you know it turned into like one of the most beautiful days um you know and just like from the experience i've learned over the last couple years of you know shooting in wind and 
um, like rain, you know, the audio turned out really good. I was very, very shocked with that. <laughs> audio is key, by the way. Um, audio can definitely make or break a film. So, you know, it's possible to get, you know, good audio even in wins. So I was pretty proud of myself on that one. That's awesome. Um, How did you set up um, running? Because like you said, it's a same-sex couple with two brides. How did you end up routing your wires and stuff like that with your lavaliers um, into their dresses and stuff? So people out there. we showed up um, after they already had their dresses on. Um, usually we have like a leg strap that's white um, and you know, you'd put like your DJI mic or road like down in that strap and then run like a white lav mic up and then use like the little like sticky things. Um, but we didn't have the opportunity to do that. So I kind of just had to wing it. And I literally put a DJI mic on a tree branch remotely close to them in the wind. And I was like, this is like the only opportunity I'm going to have. And they were going to do their, their vows again, um, during the ceremony. So I was like, okay. Um, and so I was like, so nervous and it's crazy how good the audio turned out from that, like blew me away. Um, and then for the ceremony, I just threw a lavalier mic on the officiant and he ended up walking away during their vow reading. So I didn't get any of that audio, <laughs> but the, uh, private vows worked super good. So, um, all in all, you know, lessons learned, um, definitely want to show up, I think a little bit earlier and, you know, get their dress laved up and stuff. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, well, like when I do it, I mean, I'll always clip cause a lot of brides wear under their dresses, sometimes spanks, they'll have underwear or a bra, something like that. So mm -hmm. what I'll normally do is I'll clip it right onto the back of that with my, um, I use the road wireless go-tos and then I'll run it up with a white lavalier, of course, um, run it through. I normally run it about under their like armpit through, and then I'll put it with those little stickies like you're saying, which we'll link in the episode, um, right into about like the bra padding yeah. of it and stick it right there. For sure. Is about how I run it. Um, have you ever ran into a situation during a day where a bride isn't comfortable or anything like that with you running it through? Um, not at all, you know. And the funny thing is, is like I've always been able to get away without even miking the bride. Um, but usually, like in our you know consultation calls or you know just sometime throughout the process before, um, I always like to reach out and just ask, and that way they kind of know. Um, and there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that you can like send to the bride and be like, this is what we're doing. You know, we work with brides, grooms like 24 seven. So like, we just want you to be comfortable and you know, we've seen it all. So don't worry. <laughs> so, um, no, I haven't really had an issue of you. No, I've never ran into an issue of it. Um, I just asked cause that was one of the like biggest fears I had being two yeah. males in the wedding industry like that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from us, like with all of our pre-planning of the wedding day for sure, and going through and that there, by the time that we get to that wedding, like my goal, like I will keep just reiterating through this entire podcast is like, my goal is to be your friend by the end of this. Yeah. So that while I'm there, like the bride and groom and everybody is just so comfortable throughout that day. Um, even though it is one of the most like awkward situations, cause you're literally <laughs> like in a weird way, kind of like you're like touching the bride and you're yeah. like, you kind of ask always a little bit awkward and you're like, Hey, can, is it okay if I touch you? The and groom's <laughs> on his way to throw some hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, that, that's crazy. Um, you know, and I just wanted to kind of do a side note on, you know, a lot of the wedding industry uses like the task cam, like DR 10 L's, um, and that kind of laugh mic and stuff like with the time coding. Um, I've used at first I used the road go to's, um, and then I just found a little bit better luck in like the uh, DJI mics, but just having that opportunity to have internal recording into your camera so you don't have to like line that up in post is so, so awesome. It's amazing. Um, that's like one of the highest things I can recommend. And, you know, 
a lot of like, like I said, you know, like the higher end wedding videographers, they're going to use like the DR 10 L's and, you know, like the big lav internal recording deals. And, you know, and at some point I'll probably get to that point, but I can't, you know, stress enough how important audio is and having like those DJI mics and the road go-tos are so awesome, especially like when it comes to mic and a bride, because they're so small and you can barely even tell they're there. Absolutely. So. And I, I actually disagree with you on that because I think those DR10Ls are awesome. They're an awesome recorder and everything, but I think that they can in a way take away from the day oh, 100%. because you can see like, especially for the photographer can make their job so much harder by having just something big and chunky on the back of yeah. like in the dress. That's, I love the road wireless go twos or the DGI mics, mm -hmm. um, or even road came out with their new wireless, yeah, Pros, 32 which, float. which yeah. is amazing. And I think that is just such a great way to just, just to like put it in the dress and stuff like that so mm -hmm. that it doesn't look like anything. Nobody even notices it's there. No, um, for sure. So I think it's a great, yeah. And it's really cool because you know, with them being so small, you can literally like put them wherever. Um, and I think road even has like the white ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you have to buy them from like Switzerland or something, but <laughs> no, it's a great way. Or I mean, I've even seen videos where people will spray paint them themselves, even yeah. um, just to be able to. But I've never ran into a situation where I've noticed like the little black box in the dress or anything like that because yeah. it is hidden in there so so well and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a definitely a really good time to live for being a wedding videographer because oh, of having all the equipment that is accessible for us. So. You know, and they're not expensive. I think DJI mics are like $329 and like the roads are, the new ones are like 400 or something. Yeah, I believe they're 399 and yeah. it's it's a great, I mean, they're just amazing. I couldn't even imagine shooting films back in the day with, oh, no. you have no audio. I mean, you're shooting on the old like VHS cameras and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like that would just be yeah crazy. So no, we're, we definitely live in a world now where it's just, oh, for gear sure. is so affordable for such great quality. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off what Landon said, um, you know, having like big bulky stuff really takes away from the day. You want to be able to have mobility. You want to be able to just like pick up and go. Um, when I was like first starting, you know, it's really easy to go on B&H photo and be like, oh, I'm going to rig out my camera. It's going to be 400 pounds. You know, I'm going to do all this. But then you get back to a point where you're like, keep it simple. And, you know, just having like the portability of those little mics, you know, having cameras that are light, you know, it really saves you work on the day, but also like gives you more time to focus on the day. So absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, I've worked with as a photographer, I've worked with other videographers who do impede on the day with some of their gear and mm -hmm. they think that they're trying to just be super cool by having all these really big things like shoulder <laughs> rigs and all this stuff. But <laughs> just having like a smaller package and just kind of working with what you got yeah. is one of the best ways. Cause your films and the day is going to run so much smoother. And oh, for sure. Especially if you, I mean, as long as you know how to use this stuff, like I definitely have rigged out my stuff before and it's, and I've noticed it does kind of impede on the day a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I've used like the whole tilt a float system and I used it for one wedding. I thought it would be the greatest thing ever. And it just ended up being a hassle through the entire day trying to carry this big arm with there with the gimbal on there and it don't get me wrong it looks awesome you look like professional in a sense um <laughs> you look like a real cinematographer but it's for a wedding day there's i don't, personally don't see a use for it yeah um, no, i agree it and, and yeah it can save your body in some ways but it's just like i said it, it you could be bumping into people all that stuff just creating another liability throughout that day and oh, stuff 100 percent yep um so i want to jump into change topics a little bit i want to talk 
to you about it, how you've started from going from basically like zero to nothing to making over $100,000 a year in the wedding industry. For sure. Yeah, it's actually a lot easier than it sounds, um, as long as you have somewhat of a background with film. Um, You know, like we said in the last uh, episode about like, you know, how I got into this and did that. You know, my first year, I really like took all the bookings I could um, and, you know, was charging like two to twenty five hundred bucks a wedding and doing like twenty five to thirty a year. And, you know, I just got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm going to raise my prices. And once my quality like started to like justify my pricing, I really started to get bookings. And like this year alone, you know, on average, our packages are three to six thousand and we're at like 45 weddings this year so if you do the math there like that's really good plus you know and that's only wedding season so you know in the at or like you know in the off months i'm doing like little commercial jobs i don't really even need to yeah know? no that's awesome i'm a gearhead so i like <laughs> to spend money on all the latest and greatest stuff so i think that's why we're great friends because of that reason <laughs> yeah. we love spending our money on gear that's why i work in the winter too <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so what else, like what other steps have you taken to really, like, I know last episode we talked about like Facebook group chats, stuff like that. What, yeah. what do you think like the biggest, what do you think your biggest like marketing you did to be able to book these weddings would be? Um, definitely using like Google ads. Um, I spend, you know, anywhere from like one to $300 a month on Google ads. Um, and I would say like 80% of our traffic comes through Google or Instagram, you know, a lot of people they'll post like two to three times a day like have this like schedule like do all this stuff and you know I just don't have the time to you know market my social media like that so I post you know a decent amount of stuff on there but you know Google Ads has been so amazing for us and you don't even have to start out with spending 100 to 300 a month you know you can spend 50 bucks and you know it just opens your horizon to a whole different market of people because you know, when people are looking, yeah, you have the people that go on like Instagram and Facebook and like, you know, in search of a videographer, but then you get like the other type of people that go on Google, Montana wedding videographer. And I think that's a lot how brides do it. They're yeah. just literally, especially these out of state brides, they're like just finding those keywords to post in that mm-hmm. and integrate in your Google ads basically yeah. to be able to have it so that when they search on their one Google search of Montana wedding videographer, photographer, whatever that is, that it pops up in your name. Yep up there too did did you end up taking any classes or anything like that to learn how to do these google ads was it self-taught what was that look like no it was actually super easy um the google business listing you know is your first step um you know like when you search elevate media mt on google and it pops up with like the pictures and the address and reviews um so you make that and then you kind of just go through add keywords pay for your ads um and i just figured out like you know through trial and error of like what keywords worked for us and, you know, overall, super easy process. They make it like the easiest thing ever. So that's awesome. Um, no, I agree. Cause I, like I said, I haven't even set up mine yet <laughs> dude, and I need crazy. to. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, another thing is definitely, you know, and this goes hand in hand with those Google ads because they need somewhere for those people to go. Um, is a good website, you know, and you want to keep it personalized to you. And, you know, like me, I have my business with Carson. So, you know, it's, all about me and Carson, our business, you know, about us, our dog, you know, what we offer. You want to just have all of this information, but you don't want to go overboard with it because you've seen like, you know, when a bride, potential bride's like looking at your stuff, you don't want like 16 packages with like, oh yeah, shooting 10 bit, 
4K, absolutely. I mean, most brides aren't even going to know what that means. All they really care about is like, oh, does do we like your style? Do we like how the color grade looks? All that stuff, all the way through. Um, So, have you noticed from having just like Elevate Media versus how a lot of photographers and videography is doing it, having your like names as Carson and Will basically in there? Have you noticed that hinder your business at all or anything like that? Not at all. Our business is substantially growing. Um, I think in the future, um, we'll definitely you know make it a little bit more personal. Um, but at the time when I started the business, you know, Elevate Media was just like what I wanted to get into because I wasn't really even planning on doing like mostly weddings. I was, you know, the commercial side and freelance stuff and, you know, all that. So I don't think that it hindered at all. And it's kind of cool because it takes away from the personal side in a sense. So like say me and Carson get sick, like we have backups. It's not Will and Carson and then they show up and it's Billy and Joel or some absolutely yeah (laughs) you know that's kind of cool um long story short that doesn't really happen being sick for weddings like unless you're absolutely dying show up to your weddings Um, absolutely (laughs) and i don't believe either one of us have even ran into a situation like that before in our wedding businesses um and i mean if you do like i've seen other videographers and photographers who have or decide to be like oh i'm just going to associate shoot it because i'm going on vacation and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. It's terrible. It ruins the day for the couple. It yep. It's just a really terrible experience, which I've noticed yep. um, for them. So that's one thing I've noticed is like, I basically tell my couples, like I always have some sort of backup. If like you guys aren't booked, it would be you guys as a recommendation mm-hmm. of like, I will pay for it. I'll still edit it and stuff like that. But yeah. like I said, we've never ran into a situation like that where it's had to happen. It's basically if we're dying is in a sense. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like, we've had a couple deals where like, Oh, I should stand close to my mic. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've had a couple deals where, like, you know, the bride and the groom, they just sort of, like, sick of looking, um, and they just, like, really want to knock it out. So, like, we've networked with a lot of, you know, photo video teams and that kind of thing. And, you know, we had two this year that we kind of, like, subcontracted, and we still do the editing. You know, it's to our style. We, like, handpicked who's doing it. Um, we trust them, that kind of thing. So I don't know if we'll do that in the future. Um, I think – Lynn and I have some plans coming in the future, so stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and that's another cool thing with, like, it being Elevate Media is that we have the, the possibility to kind of subcontract, but we don't want to step into that route, I think. We just want to keep it, like, personal, so. No, absolutely, I agree. Because, I mean, like I said, that that couple is really hiring you for just your style and mm-hmm. your, your vision, your eye. Because, I mean, I feel like photo, in a sense, like, Yes, somebody can still shoot the photos and it's still a little bit different of your style, but you can get them pretty close with your editing. But yep. I think video is just so, so different in that aspect because mm-hmm. of how you're doing camera movements, how you're posing the couple, just all these different yep. stuff throughout the day that can really change your films. I mean, like I said, we shoot, and I talked about it in the last episode, but we shoot with the same cameras and basically a lot of the same color grades, but we look at our films and they are completely different. Oh, They're still beautiful, yeah. but just so substantially different. And you could easily tell like, oh, this is Landon's, this is Will's or, Mm -hmm. you know, just between. For sure. So have you, um, you know, experienced like, you know, word of mouth, like working with other vendors, like that helping you with like booking? Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, for the first two years of my business, that's really what it's been. I've ran a few Facebook ads here and there still. I don't know why Facebook is so difficult to run ads through, Mm -hmm. but most of my business comes through that word of mouth. Um, And I think that's a huge part of just like, how you present yourself in the day to get retain those. Cause I've had a few couples um, have friends in the wedding party or stuff like that who decide to get married. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, your video was amazing. Your photos were amazing. 
And then they'll be like, who did yours? We'd love to do that. And then they reach out to me, which has been super cool. And I've been able to have, um, like I talked in the last episode, it'll probably come up every episode. Um, Amber, who's one of my best friends out of Billings. She's awesome. And no, she, <laughs> she's absolutely amazing. Her photos, everything is, and the way she runs it is just so, so amazing. Sure. Um, and that's honestly kind of how I structured my business is how it is. Cause I've worked with other vendors who are very high strung, very high stress throughout the day. And that's just not the type of couples that I like to attract. Oh, I like sure. those couples who are just through their day. I want them to be happy. And like I said, I want by the end of that day that we're just friends. Mm -hmm. I want it to feel like I'm just a, not like just some random guy with a camera. It's more like, Oh, it's Landon, your friend with a camera. So that everybody's so comfortable throughout the day. And she's, like I said, she's helped me grow my business from zero to nothing yeah. or from zero to like a hundred. And it's just been amazing. And just that word of mouth is so huge. And her business is basically fully run on word of mouth, which is insane. And That's she's, crazy. and I mean, she's pushing some serious numbers for her just photo. She doesn't do video or anything like that. And I mean, like, like I said, like we can go just about anywhere in an airport and she'll know somebody and it's the craziest thing ever. And I'm like, dude, we got to figure something out. Like, how do you know everybody everywhere? It's, which is just a really cool way. Um, and just creating those relationships with these other vendors is so, so important throughout the day. Like one of the first things I always do from the day when that DJ shows up is like, I'm introducing myself because mm -hmm. during that ceremony, like I always have backup audios, but for that ceremony, I need to plug into his board. And if we don't have a good relationship, like he's not going to help me and I'm not going to help him basically. Oh yeah. I've uh, heard like, so many horror stories about that. Absolutely. And it's, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and that's, and like I said, we talked about it in the last episode also, but like with those like relationships, it's so, so important to have because I've, like I said, I've worked with other DJs who are just absolutely terrible and stuff, but like, like I said, I always go and I meet with them right away. I'm like, Hey, I'm Landon. Um, I would love to just plug into your board if you're cool with that. And most of the vendors and DJs now were very, um, we're very friendly and stuff like that. And we go to weddings and they will even like run the auto. If I'm running around managing like B cams and stuff right before the ceremony, cause sometimes it gets hectic. Um, they'll even be like, yep, I started the recorder for you. You're all good to go. Don't even worry about it. Yep. And it's, it's awesome. So yeah. it's, very like, um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours um, oh, for on sure. wedding days. Yeah. And you know, just to piggyback on that, like we've had a bunch of like inquiries from other vendors that we've worked with, you know, even venues going on and, and, uh, getting on like a venue's preferred list, um, is awesome. And even just like, you know, tagging the vendor or like the venue, making sure that's another thing that we'll go into as well. Um, but making sure that like, you give every vendor the same respect that they give you. Um, because like I said, you know, we've gotten so many inquiries from them and, you know, like with the DJs, that's a very important thing because like you're taking your equipment and plugging it into the, their equipment. They don't have to like, let us do that. Um, you know, so we're super thankful for that. And, you know, we've been very fortunate to work with Joe's DJ service a bunch, um, here in Bozeman, and, you know, all of their guys are so awesome and, like, really help us out. So, you know, sorry to steal your thunder. No, you're but, all good. No, you know, I, I agree, though. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely like that because if you don't build those relationships with these other vendors, like, they're going to, like I said, they could absolutely ruin those speeches for you, those mm -hmm. ceremonies, just by clearing that. And like, like I said, we always have backups for that reason. But, I mean, when we have that, put plugging these super high-quality recorders into their boards and stuff and them actually paying attention enough and caring enough to be able to help you out by running those audio levels yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause it's super helpful. you know, we've even thrown like a DJI mic on their mic for like speeches and stuff and it can cause interference. Um, so definitely have backups, you know, and, 
and having DJs that, you know, know what they're doing is very important to you. You really want to gauge that out. Um, mostly because a lot of them will like mix the audio halfway through and then, you know, kind of plays with, uh, your emotions a tad when you go to edit and, uh, your stuff is like blown out or like not even there. So <laughs> no, I totally get that. That's awesome though. Um, so, um, so do you have any tips on, you know, like how to go from zero to hundred K? Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing, like I said, is like we talked about last episode too, is finding, reaching out to those photographers and videographers. Mm -hmm. And like I said, second shooting. And like we said, we're so, so busy. So reaching out to them and doing that and just creating these relationships with these other like venues, vendors, all this stuff. Um, yeah. Like I know a lot of photographers and videographers who will even send care packages for like holidays and stuff mm -hmm. like that to these venues so that that name is in the back of their head always and reaching out being like, hey, I would love to be this preferred vendor. I've shot out here before or maybe even if you haven't like, hey, I would love to book weddings. I think your venue is absolutely beautiful. Everything you guys do about it because they're going to be wanting to book those clients also. So basically the way that a wedding kind of breaks down from start to finish is it always starts. The couple will book that venue first. They'll pick their day, find that the next step is, is they reach out to that photographer, um, find it, see if they're available and if they are book it. And if that comes from a Google search, if that comes from the venue, that's even more awesome because they're like, they've shot out here before, or we've met them personally. And they're so awesome, mm -hmm. uh, running a day or just their personality is so, so nice of a person. Um, and then they'll go down, the couple will go down and they'll basically work on finding a videographer. Mm -hmm. um, and then it goes from videographer, DJ, caterer, um, and then anything little throughout the day. For sure. Or I've also seen it other ways too, where like, you know, videos on the side burner, um, you know, the importance of video is not where it should be right now. You know, a lot of people are like, uh, we'll just kind of see where our budget goes and then possibly go into that. So we've had a lot of inquiries that are like two months before the wedding and they're like, you know, we weren't going to do it and we have the money. So let's just, let's do it. So, Absolutely. What, so like, let's go a little bit deeper into that. Like what, what value do you think you bring as a videographer to a wedding day that separates from like just having a photographer and why people should book a videographer? This is such an interesting question and it's honestly kind of tough to answer because I feel like the answer is in the footage. You know, people see their wedding, like, photos, and they're like, damn, these are sweet. And, you know, go through and put them on their wall, do that kind of thing. But there's really, like, minimal emotion, you know. With video, you get to, like, look back on everything, you know. The sounds, you know, candid moments of, you know, walking down the aisle, like, stuff that you forget about on your wedding day because you're so busy, like you know, focusing on the day that like you look back at your wedding video and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what? well, and that's <laughs> actually what I tell all my clients, why it's so, so important is because some of these clients are planning these weddings for up to two years mm -hmm. and they spend all this time planning and making sure everything for them is just absolutely perfect. And then you get to the day and it's done within like eight to 10 hours. And they're yeah. like, where did it go? Mm -hmm. Basically. So yeah. And like video and photo are like pretty much the only things you can take back with you. So yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen anything um, like different that couples do besides the photography and videography throughout the day that is a really neat addition that you would recommend to them? Mm, what do you mean by that? Um, so I guess I'll go a little bit deeper into it. So okay. I've seen um, couples before, like a lot of them, I think, is like creating these little moments throughout the day to create more media. Like I've seen a lot of couples who will bring these um, like, what are those? Those old like point and shoot film cameras, oh, the yeah. wind up mm -hmm. ones, whatever you call those um, is really neat. Or there's a lot of really neat apps out there that kind of emulate that. Mm -hmm. So I went to a wedding a few weeks ago 
and they the couple had i believe it was like 10 bucks or something cheap like that where they could you could download this app and you only get 10 photos throughout the day but every like um guest who was there was able to download this off like a QR code yep. and shoot throughout the day. And it was such a neat addition throughout the day. For sure. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, you know, I was kind of going to piggyback on like the QR code thing. Um, you know, they put like a little business card with the QR code on like every table and all the guests take pictures and upload them to there. And, you know, that's a super cool, cool thing to do. I've also seen kind of like the content creator side where like the couple will like book somebody with like an iPhone to come through and like just do video all day and then just like hand over the footage. I've seen that before. Actually. Um, I was actually talking with Daniel Mullins who does a lot of elopements and stuff throughout this uh, state of Montana. And there's actually a, I don't know her name off the top of my head. I can throw it in here if I can find it, but she basically creates just like Instagram stories for you all day. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was actually one of the like super, super neat idea to have somebody who creates those like, just phone videos so that you can right after your day, like, or like the second you get home that night, just post all of them or the next morning. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool to look at it that way. Um, you know, cause our job as videographers is like to have very professional looking, clean, you know, film that takes uh, a bit of time to edit, you know? And if you really want that like instant, you know, like the quality is not insane, it's good, but it still captures a day. Um, then I think it's definitely a, a cool thing. And, you know, we've seen a bunch of weddings where, like, they'll fly these people in, you know, that just shoot on iPhones, you know, and they mm-hmm. have, like, 5,000 followers, and they just come and shoot on iPhones and party hardy, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> I think it's a really neat addition, and I don't think it's a replacement for videographers. Not at all, yeah. You're not getting all these, like, like I said, these beautiful shots with all these, I'm going to say it, but these cinematic, uh, like, oh, movements, and I know, I know, man. I know, I know, <laughs> but you don't Can get we beat these. that out? <laughs> But you don't get these like very um, really beautiful like camera movements and angles and stuff like that that you do get with an iPhone. Like, yes, they do have a vision, which is really neat. And they mm-hmm. see that for that TikTok side of things. Um, yeah. But being able to create these like moments with like super professional audio and stuff is just amazing. And yeah. like it, like we talked about before, like both of our goals to really have this couple by the end of it just crying. Yeah. Because you want them to look at that and be like, holy crap, I want to relive this day over and over and over again. And that's like the storytelling aspect of wedding filming is like, you know, just having, you know, like a basic storyline where it goes up, you know, and everybody's like all happy and then it goes down, they're all crying and then it levels out and it's all happy crying, you know. Um, But you really want to like capture those emotions. And I feel like, you know, just having an iPhone and, you know, doing that, it's more of just kind of like for, you know, like B-roll in a sense, as we call it. Um, you know, or it's just like random shots throughout the day that you can post. Um, but videography just captures that emotion in a, in a completely different way compared to, you know, any other deal like photography, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, well, and one thing that I've been adding that's super neat to all my packages, um, for couples to be able to have kind of more of a raw and very, very candid, um, version of the day is I've been shooting on a super eight millimeter mm-hmm. camera, yeah. um, which for all, all you guys out there basically is, it's an old film camera that shoots video in a super eight format that is so, so neat. And it's such a fun way throughout the day to even like one of my favorite things to do is to give it to like the best man or the maid of honor, somebody in the bridal party to just go shoot on it. Cause it's literally point and shoot and you just pull the trigger on it and they get these really cool angles throughout the day. And it's yeah. so, so fun. And just gives you a very like nostalgic feel. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we just snagged one the other day, actually, too. Um, Oh, that's awesome. There's a lot of, like, effects that emulate it. Um, Don't let that get in the way because it definitely is not true. 
No, you, know, and you it, see a lot of wedding films where like they throw in a bunch of black and white shots and a bunch of like the super eight looking overlays, you know, on like sixty frame per second slowed clips, and you're like, that's not super eight because super eight's like truly, you know, the vibe and you know the frame rate. I don't even know what frame rate they record on, but like eighteen, yeah, yeah, per and second. it's just such a cool way to like or a cool perspective it's so different so absolutely and that's and that's why i like it because then i mean even for my couples like i create like a little care package for their videos so if they book my biggest package of my photo and video combo like they get a little tablet that plays their video Mm -hmm. um that they can set on their coffee table which is super super neat they'll get a little flash drive in there also that has like their custom date on it um which is super neat and then you get when you add that add-on of the super eight they actually get the film roll so one thing that's really neat that I've noticed is a lot of grandparents still have held on to these like old like film projectors. Oh yeah. And they can just go and sit with their family and up like throw this reel of film on and be able to watch it at the end of it mm-hmm. and just see these super raw moments throughout the day. So it's a super like super super neat way to be able to capture a day in a more candid and raw way. So one of the things uh let's touch kind of circle back onto making 0 to 100 basically. Um what sure. go into a little deeper about that like what about that has made you or what you've done basically to allow yourself to go from zero to a hundred besides like what we talked about before. For sure. You know, and as a creative, it's really easy to get burnt out, you know, and after like the weddings that we've done this year, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, you know, and when I first started filming, you know, I started a little business and was doing this and that. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm so burnt out. Like I don't want to touch a camera and I gave up and I picked up a camera again and I gave up and I picked up a camera again this time. And I was like, I'm not giving up. And it has been the best thing ever. You know, it's easy to get burnt out. It's easy, you know, to get overwhelmed, that kind of thing. But, you know, just pushing through that and not giving up is, you know, so, so important, you know. And like a lot of people, um, you know, like we'll have like a bride and groom, like maybe they're upset about, you know, something small that can definitely be fixed. Like, oh, hey, I need this revision. But, you know, and they want all this extra stuff. And, like, you're going to have clients like that. And it is definitely a learning experience on how to handle things like that. Um, But don't let that, like, get to you, you know. Like, just prevailing or whatever the word is through all of, like, the obstacles and all that is part of, like, building a business. Any business that you are in um, is going to have obstacles. So, you know, just don't give up is my biggest advice, too. Yeah, no, I would absolutely agree with that. And like we said before, like, learning from another photographer or videographer is so important. I feel like, because Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like we said, before we started this, we've been to maybe what two weddings in our entire life before this. And now we've seen well over a hundred weddings and it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I definitely agree. And I think that just surrounding yourselves, like we've said before, and we're going to keep reiterating this, just surround yourself with creatives um, and going out and shooting just random things to get that feel because you don't want to go into a wedding day, not knowing like your camera through and through. Um, and that is one of the big challenges that I've had to deal with is switching from Canon to Sony for video and photo and stuff like that. Um, and being proficient in your camera and actually understanding how to use it. Like we were saying in the last episode, like going from like understanding the difference between eight bit and 10 bit color mm-hmm. depths and big difference, all of your frame rates <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so I want to actually introduce Carson Will's, um, girlfriend and she's going to touch a little bit more into going from zero to a hundred because she has some really good insight on this also. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, so I'm not visually in front of the camera. I'm behind it, but I've been listening in this whole time. So I figured I would give my two cents. Um, I think something that's really important with going from like we've been talking about zero to a hundred is 
surrounding yourselves with creatives, but also not letting yourself getting discouraged by other creatives. Because as videographers and photographers, I think photographers especially, um, because I do most of the photo work on our side of the business, and you know, I haven't been one of these like lifelong photographers, been doing it my whole life type thing. I just got into it and literally got thrown into it. Um, I think it's really easily to look at other people's work and get super <laughs> discouraged by it being like, why do why don't my photos look like that? Why doesn't my, you know, coloring look like that? Like I want to be like that person. And the truth is, is like photography and videography is an art and everybody's style is going to be different. And that's what you bring to the table as a creative that makes couples want to pick you and love you in that sense. And so I think just, you know, having in your mind that I have this style that people love and people are going to book me for it. And it doesn't matter if I don't look like, you know, this best photographer that got featured in this magazine and, you know, so-and-so. And so I think that's just super important in not letting yourself get discouraged and letting yourself quit because that is ultimately going to make or break your business. I would yeah. agree. And have you, have you personally ever ran into a situation where you've started to feel discouraged, even though you have just kind of jumped into this and were thrown into this? Have you ever experienced that yourself? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like we, you know, follow a lot of like the big magazines up here, like Rocky Mountain Bride and Montana Bride. And when, you know, I first got into it, I've only been doing it for a little over a year. And so when I first started doing it, I was kind of like, didn't really know what I was doing. And had to learn the hard way about, you know, posing and um, finding presets that I like and stuff like that. And, and, you know, seeing these amazing, gorgeous photo shoots on Instagram and coming from these like top notch photographers who've been doing it for 10 years, like I was like, I'm never going to get to that level. But the truth is, is like, I've made leaps and bounds in the past year that I've been doing this. And it's really helped me with my confidence in photography, because I'm like, if I've only been doing this for a year, and my photo's look like this already like imagine where I'll be in 10 years where all these photographers when all these photographers have been doing it for that long so yeah. I think that's definitely something that has helped my confidence and really has made me appreciate myself as a photographer and like known my worth for sure yeah and you know I completely agree with that and you know your entire career you're always gonna have people that are better than you no matter what business you're in, I don't care if you're laying concrete or there's always bigger know, fish in the sea. Whatever, there's always somebody that's gonna be better than you. Um, but like Carson said, you know, it's an art form, and we're showing our perspective of the day and the art that's being created. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, once you're in that like you know smaller budget field, um, you know, the p couples really aren't booking on style; they're just booking to, to have to have a videographer. Yeah. But once you set up or like step up to like that mid range, you know, people are like, man, I love your videos. Like, I really want to book you because I love your style, you know, so you just have to be confident in that. And like, you'll get to a point in your business where you're like, you know what, like you can look at these people like competition or you can look at these people like friends. You know, I always looked up to Landon before we even like met. I was like, man, this guy is going to steal my business. He's like so dang good. And like, I just am not confident. And I am like my biggest judge, you know, I judge the crap out of everything I think, that I, I think do. we both do. And I think that's super important to do, because if you're not like super critical of your own work and looking at it being like, I'm not a huge fan of this, somebody else is going to look at that. Like I've looked at your films and I've been like, this is freaking amazing. Like, mm -hmm. holy crap. Like, where did this come from? You just like pulled this out of nowhere. And 
like I said, you got to be critical of it because if you're not, yeah. I mean, you're not going to keep improving and getting better and better and better. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to get to a point where like that stuff doesn't get to you. You know, you have to respect the those other vendors and, you know, like their way of, of showing art, um, you know, and like you'll get there. You, you know, you just have to find some kind of confidence, you know, like I just edited this wedding film um, last night and I was like, man, you know, like it's good, but it could be better. But then I like look back at my stuff a year ago and I'm like, what? Like it's, it's insane. So like, you just have to be proud of it. You know, you're always going to judge your stuff. You're always going to look back at it and be like, man, I wish I was like, you know, Stan Giles or Isaac Suttle. Like, I wish I was that guy, but you're not like you're, I'm will. You exactly. Know? I'm my own person. I'm going to do this the way that, you know, I've experienced and like let my experience show in my art. So I think going off of that as well, like, obviously you can get really discouraged by, like I said, other photographers and videographers who you think are doing so much better than you, but you should also use it as like inspiration because kind of like we, or what y'all touched on in the last um, episode, you know, you're not stealing another person's work, but it's inspiring you. You're thinking of new ideas. Like, you know, Will and I pretty frequently will always sit down and like watch somebody that we look up to's wedding films. Um, especially before we go to a wedding, you know, like, oh, I love that shot. I love like this camera movement type thing. And, you know, I'll do the same thing. Like before every, um, wedding or like photo shoot I go to, or before every photo shoot I go to, I'll always scroll through like Pinterest or, you know, some of the, (laughs) some of the, or like some of the apps that have, you know, posing styles and all. And Unscripted is a great app for that. that Absolutely. throughout the wedding industry for even videography I've used it for just to be able to pose your couples and give them that mm-hmm. like you can add movement even although all on the unscripted app is just like for, for photographers but it's great for videographers it's a great resource to use during the day my point is is like you know don't let others tear you down but instead like use their talents as a way to like make yourself better yeah no I'd I would absolutely agree to that. So yeah, let's now jump into um, some of these like Reddit stories that I found about. Oh man, it's it's gonna be great. <laughs> I can't wait to see your reaction on it. So let's jump right into let's that. Let's do then. it. So now we're gonna jump into a little bit of uh, Reddit stories. We're gonna have Carson read them for us, and then we'll kind of react to them and go from there. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so this story is from Hey JJ BKCCDR. I was a second shooter for a wedding where the bride got extremely wasted the night before. She was late to hair and makeup, had to keep getting up to vomit. We get to the venue, which is a historic battlefield, so there are tons of trenches around. Although portraits, all, sorry, all through portraits, she had to keep going behind trenches to vomit. She was afraid she was going to throw up during the ceremony. Luckily, she made it, but completely missed the reception. She made her entrance and then just disappeared. I kept shooting because I didn't know what was going on, but finally went to find the main shooter. And she was with the bride who was with EMS and was getting an IV. The groom was so pissed and kept saying she did this to herself. I wonder if their marriage made it. Oh, my gosh. You know, and we're all victims of, you know, drinking night before some, you know, big things. I I mean, like your wedding, that's a little interesting. But, you know, you want to have fun at like your rehearsal and, and do all that. And it's, you know, important to live in the moment and do that. But you know, you have to remember that, like, this is one of the biggest days of your life, and, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of terrifying, you know? And, like, Absolutely. In and our it- regard, too, because, you know, what do we do in that situation? You know, do we keep rolling? You know, we're paid to be there to capture stuff, so, you know. And we're only there for an allotted time slot, basically, yeah. so, I mean, if, 
you really want to make sure that like if you're paying for these like for us for these really high quality videos and pictures and all that stuff you definitely want to be able to get the most out of those like eight to ten hours that you're there at a wedding day yeah um so that you're not just you go look back at your video and you're like there's no portraits of me there's no any of this like getting ready stuff because you are vomiting so it's definitely a good way um you just make sure that you like if you do there's no problem drinking like drinking on the day it's super fun just oh, yeah. just know your limit yeah that's the no, biggest 100%. thing bring those um, little like liquid iv pouches absolutely <laughs> uh waiting for the sponsor from them but yeah um liquid iv is a great way through wedding days i mean that's in my emergency wedding kit even to be able to have those and even if i'm not drinking i always do that because absolutely it's so easy to get dehydrated on a wedding day or so. pedialyte we used to do that back in high school even before like football games and all yeah, that stuff you remember just that, pounded. That, that wedding that we went to together and i was pounding pedialytes oh it's the yeah it's the best way i mean i get dehydrated <laughs> super fast i was not drinking the night before but i was like i'm gonna die so absolutely um so let's jump into like the top comments on there and see what they have to say about the post yeah, so the top comments, there's two of them. It says, oh, my God, I had a bride who had food poisoning. I was vomiting all day. Not her fault. Poor her. And then the second one says, five bucks, they're either divorced or the groom now also has a drinking problem. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh no, um, And I, like like we were saying before, there's nothing wrong with drinking the night before, but just know your limit. Yeah. Because um, we've, even at weddings that I've shot or other photographers that I know have shot, like they the bride or groom gets just absolutely obliterated on the day of, and then they show up to the ceremony. Um, I was actually talking to a photographer about it a few weeks ago, how one of her grooms before literally was so drunk during um, the ceremony that his groomsmen were holding him up during it so that he could stand. And yeah. she's like, the pictures were okay, but you can clearly see he's got drunk face and all that stuff. Yeah. And if these pictures and videos are so important, I mean, you're paying thousands of dollars, um, upwards of tens of thousands of dollars, even for some of these, for this content just make sure you just know your limit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen a lot of grooms, you know, that, you know, like you said, drinking is not a bad thing, but, you know, even before the ceremony, they're just like down in, you know, shooters and have flasks and just absolutely trashed. And, you know, you look back on it and you're like, man, I can't even remember my wedding because I was so drunk, you know, and, you know, having like a shooter tequila and, and like a couple drinks before your ceremony, like that's cool but just make sure that you're not like absolutely trashed. Absolutely. And just like, I mean, like we said, like we keep reiterating it, like there's nothing wrong with drinking because you want to get rid of those nervous jitters for you. Yeah. Like that's a great way for people to be able to open up and kind of be themselves in a way sometimes at weddings. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of people are nervous to stand in front of people sometimes read those vows. So yeah. having a few, just knowing your limit is a great way. Yeah. It's also like, you know, kind of difficult on our end as vendors too, to kind of, especially photographers because they're, you know, trying to wrestle all these groomsmen that are absolutely wasted, you know, and try to get them in, you know, to get their pictures to all look good, do all that. So, you know, like we, what am I saying? We, uh, you know, really enjoy, you know, when, when grooms are drinking and like having a good time, but like you said, you know, within their limits. Absolutely. So. Um, what do you do to like kind of combat that? Like when the groomsmen are not listening and kind of being a-holes in a sense? Uh, Carson's a redhead, so I just sent her absolutely makes sense i mean i've always found the best <laughs> i've always found one of the best ways to do it is to really just give them a lot of crap throughout the day mm -hmm. and just almost like not embarrass them but definitely call them out to where they're like singled out and then they kind of shape up from there is a really really oh, great way sure. so that's one of those little secret tips um yeah is to you, understanding. you definitely have to like banter with them a little bit and yeah. just kind of like give them shit Tough for it love. but also like as a photographer i think it's super hard because i've always been a very introverted person my whole life and so like kind of being around, 
you know, people who are very outgoing on, you know, like the biggest day of their life is, was a little bit of an adjustment for me, but not letting it get to you. Like, don't, you know, I'm a freaking five foot three, 20, 20 year old girl. And hello, you know, I'm talking to these 30 year old six foot men and I just don't let it get to me. You know, you gotta (laughs) just stand your ground. So absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's jump into that second Reddit story and okay. So the second story is by Brains Beauty Brawn, and this says, At last, I have a very good tale for Reddit. My very first wedding that I ever shot was at a golf course, and post-ceremony, we were shooting the bride and and groom's couple's portraits, when one of the groomsmen, as well as the pastor who performed the ceremony, decided that the alcohol at the open bar during cocktail hour was not good enough for them. We were in a rural community with a golf course at the end of a long road up a hillside, And at the entrance to that road off the freeway, there was a liquor store. So both the groomsmen and the pastor decide that they are going to drive down to the liquor store to pick up a bottle of their favorite to bring back to the event. Only problem was both of them had already been served at least two drinks. Well, 30 to to 45 minutes later, cocktail hour ends and the guests are herded into the dining hall for the grand entrance of the bride and the groom. We start lining up the bridesmaids and groomsmen for each of them to have their own dancing moment as they come through the doors before the couple. And then it's and it's then that we realize that nobody has seen one of the groomsmen for about 40 minutes now. At first, we assumed they were in the bathroom or possibly that they had gone out for a smoke break and didn't realize how long they had been gone. Groom says he absolutely cannot do the grand entrance without his groomsmen there as well. So we hold the grand entrance to the reception, dinner, and all for about another hour while we are looking for the missing groomsmen. Kids are screaming, adults are hangry, half the wedding is drunk already, and there's still no idea where dinner when dinner will actually be served. People are seriously concerned at this point, wondering if he got lost and what happened to him as he seemingly up and vanished. Finally, a little over an hour after the grand entrance was supposed to happen, we get a call from the local police department. Our missing groomsmen, as well as the missing pastor who had snuck under the radar as we were all frantically looking for the groomsmen, were both sitting in the drunk tank. Both have been arrested on a DUI, just down the street heading to that liquor store. Moral of the story, don't leave a perfectly good free open bar to go and pay for an extra DUI. That is, oh my gosh. that just is absolutely terrible. But one of the things like is just really make sure you plan throughout the day. If you want like a certain type of alcohol, bring it. Like yeah. even if there is an open bar, like just plan for yourself. And I know a lot of venues discourage it. Um, not saying do this, but there is a lot of ways to get around bringing your own alcohol to a venue um, yeah. and just maybe putting it in your car and just, I got to go out to my car for something and go grab it. If that's, if that's super, super important to you and the venue doesn't have it for sure, you know, and that's definitely something, um, you know, to talk about too, is like leaving your, your venue. Um, you know, we've done a couple weddings where, you know, like the reception and the ceremony are in completely different places. And I would like highly recommend that you just pick one venue and stick to that because anytime you involve a wedding, which there is always alcohol, I don't care if it's a dry wedding, there's people with shooters in the car. Um, <laughs> you know, just it just opens up so much opportunity for something like that to happen, you know. And, and uh, you know, this isn't necessarily wedding related, but, you know, even having like one to two drinks, you can still get a DUI. So, you know, when I drink now, I drink at home. You know, I, me and Carson, like, she's not 21 yet. Two more weeks. Let's go. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like, if we ever go out to town and, like, drink, you know, I don't get obliterated. I try to stay as sober as possible, and, like, she drives home. 
you know, I just don't want to risk anything. It's just not worth it. So no, I can't I, even imagine, you know, having like a member of your wedding party, um, you know, get arrested for a DUI. You know, what if that was a groom? Absolutely. Or I mean, so. like you were saying, even having like your reception and your ceremony in two different locations can be really hard because there's always the possibility, like, what if somebody got in a car wreck on the way? Like, yeah. that is the worst absolute, like, possible thing that mm -hmm. could happen. And it's, it's possible, though. Like, adding more moving parts can always just make it more difficult throughout yeah. the day. And just really, like, having it in one location, like, Simplify. if you hunt, absolutely. And, yeah. like, having a professional photography videographer, we're going to find beautiful places in no matter what. Yeah. Even, like, we can turn trash into beauty, basically. And so. Downtown Helena. <laughs> it's pretty rough, but it works. Like Will's, I think the craziest part about that story, like Will said, you know, get one uh, venue for your ceremony and reception. This couple did that and this still happened. I think that like, you know, is such a true tale into like, you never know what to expect at weddings and that you can't control everybody. But I also think the craziest part of the story is that the pastor was involved in that. Like yeah. out of all people, the pastor? I want to go to his church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, venue owners take note. We need like a locked gate from like 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Absolutely. Or even like, I mean, even these, a lot of these venues do hire professional bartenders and understanding that when people are absolutely obliterated, they need to be cut off. And mm -hmm. even like I've seen at a lot of weddings, a really great way to combat that is hiring bus services yep. to the hotel like uh, we've been seeing more buses at every wedding absolutely and it just it's a really neat way for like couples and everybody to kind of just like let loose and then not have to worry with um dealing with like being drunk or getting drunk driving or anything that way everybody's safe and all that stuff so for i sure. think that's a great way um what are the top comments on that one so there's only one top comment and the, the comment is it's awesome story groom keeping it classy lol and i think they meant groomsmen but you know yeah no absolutely so i think that was a great episode will and carson yeah. i think that was great so we're gonna jump into next episode a little bit deeper into even some of like our own wedding horror stories that we've had and seen um and maybe even go a little bit deeper into going zero to a hundred and we have some other great stuff coming up so no for sure yeah i'm super excited and you know we're so blessed to have this opportunity to uh you know have this podcast for for everybody and you know lane and i kind of had to just learn trial and error so we want to be able to like help you guys you know prevail through this whole industry so stay tuned we have a lot of cool content coming and we're both just super jacked about it so. absolutely and we'll have our patreon linked in there too so we're gonna have bonus content on there maybe some bonus episodes going through like even in deeper like our gear lists all that stuff and yeah. just so that you guys have that content if it's something that's important to you um we'll also have in there for couples like some of the best like our vendor recommendations that we recommend for your wedding and tips and tricks even like deeper in depth of how to make your wedding day run super smoothly um and combat all the diversity that can happen in a wedding day for sure and that gear thing i'm just gonna <laughs> side note on that it's so important my first year i saw all this stuff and it was like oh i'm gonna go buy this a7c i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i blew so much money trying to figure out where i wanted to go with my business and so you know us having that gear list to give to you um is you know priceless so. absolutely i agree so that was a pod heck yeah good talking to you